Well, good day and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Jeff Baumgartner, Senior Editor at Light Reading. Hi, Jeff. Uh, this is Mark Zients, and I am the CEO of Cinecore. Delighted to be here. Yeah, Mark, hey, thanks for being here and uh, joining the part- podcast. This will be a, uh, a first for us, right? Because uh, I don't think we've even uh, met <laughs> before this, uh, this podcast. No, I mean somehow yeah. I, I've been I've been in uh, tech for forever, but we the first yeah. time we've connected. So right, right, yeah. Before yeah, because uh, before we kind of dive into the company, right. So you've been with Cinecore for roughly a year. Is that yeah, just about over right? just over a year. Be, began at okay. the end of November of last year. Okay, well, good. Well, um, I think uh, as we were kind of preparing for this, I had mentioned that. Uh, there's been a lot that's happened <laughs> since light reading last Cinecore, uh, last covered uh, Cinecore. You know, there was this uh, merger that was qual- that was called off with uh, was it Qumu or I don't even know if yes. I'm pronouncing it right Q U M U right. And then there was a bid to be acquired for Cinecore to be acquired by a uh, private equity firm, right? And then in the past. We used to talk about the company, you know, in a lot of different contexts, right? It used to be about building portals. Uh, you had an advertising business, uh, TV everywhere, credentialing uh, systems, and cloud ID, which we'll we'll get into, and then the Zimbra email platform, right? So it used to be in a lot of different areas, but I understand a lot has changed. So maybe you just give us an update on uh, you know what the company is focused on right now. With you at the helm. Yeah. Now, great question. And, um, you know, Cinecore has been around for a long time. In fact, you know, the origins, you know, make it one of the original kind of internet service provider companies and portal and advertising companies. Uh, and that's where the company began. And then, you know, through the years as, a, you know, the company went public, it started to make acquisitions. But, you know, it got to a point where, you know, the company had some nice size, but it was still what you might call subscale for having multiple businesses. And I think as a result of that, you know, that's where the opportunity, um, you know, put the company uh, on the radar screen of private equity firms. You know, the general thesis being this company maybe shouldn't be public. And if it's not public, we can take out those public company, you know, costs, if you will. At the same time, there's multiple businesses here. And uh, in general, maybe these businesses are worth more apart than they are together. So I think the general thesis was some of the parts worth more than the whole Let's make this a private company. And to the extent we want to improve or transform these businesses, let's figure out how to do that. So that's, you know, you know, that's kind of, you know, where the company was. You, you mentioned the word focused. I'd say, you know, what we are trying to do is get more focused. So, you know, the company had three different units. We sold off our internet advertising and portal business. So there's two businesses today. There's Zimbra the open source email business, which has been around for a very long time. We're about the, I think we're the fifth owner of that business. And then there's cloud ID, a business that we've been developing organically throughout the years that we're you know really excited about and excited to talk about today. So two businesses right now. So I think in the past, we used to focus more on the cloud ID aspect of Cinecore's business. And, you know, we want to dig into that, mm-hmm. but, uh, Let's talk about the email business for a moment with uh, Zimbra, right? Uh, are there any big changes, you know, going on in that business, or is it kind of, uh, you know, continuing on pretty normally, stick to your knitting, you know, sort of of business, or are there some, you know, new 
you know, growth avenues or, uh, you know, ways to, to kind of expand that part of the business. Yeah. So, um, we have, um, one of the things we've tried to do is bring a lot of focus to each of the businesses. So we have completely divided the sales organizations, the product organizations and the engineering groups between Zimbra and cloud ID. So each of those units really separate, uh, are separated so that they can have, you know, total focus on what they do and what their customer requirements are. I think with Zimbra, some of the big changes are, you know, we, um, to the extent that we host any email services, we have a really strong partnership with Oracle that we've developed and we're running on OCI. Um, but then really what we're finding is there's tailwinds in that business. You know, that business for us is very international. And there's more and more companies that really want to have control of their data. They want total sovereignty. They want total control. They want options. They want open source. And they, they, their options are few. And, you know, they can't really deal with the, the Googles these days. And even with Microsoft, you know, they're sunsetting exchange. So there's more companies out there that are looking towards us. So our business there is very strong outside the U.S., very strong with governments, military, any, you know, kind of... Um, you know, uh, financial industry that doesn't want to be really, you know, connected in with big U.S. tech or hosted outside of their country at any point. So we have a lot of going on in terms of the product roadmap, and it's been reinvigorated just because it's such a focused team. So we're real excited about that business. But like you said, you know, today I think we really want to, uh, you know, hone in on what we're doing on the cloud ID side. Okay, right. And maybe, uh, you know, we, we talked up front, hey, you've been with the company about a year, so and you know, sold off the advertising and portal business, as you mentioned. So, uh, you know, moving into 2023, then what, what do you kind of view then as your top priorities or plans, you know, heading into the, uh, the new year, and then we'll dig into cloud ID. Yeah. So you, since I joined just over a year ago, uh, you know, as first learning the business as, you know, um, you know, as much as, as quickly as I could, and then 2022 was really a year about transformation for us. And by transformation, um, I'd say on the Zimbra side, there was some tech debt built up. There was, you know, some roadmap that was, um, wasn't clear. And there was just a lot of bugs that had kind of been, you know, ignored for a while. So we really wanted to clean all that up. And I think we've really done a great job of doing that in 2022. I think on the cloud ID side, um, we, we grew that business organically, but I think we needed to bring in some more expertise around architecture, product management, leadership. So we, we, we brought in all that talent and then there, and, you know, uh, coinciding with that, then, you know, they were able to go ahead and then build up the right roadmap and execution plans. So I'd say if I had to put a headline on 2022, it was a year of transformation. And if I had to put a headline on your, you know, 2023, it's about when we, you know, we start growing this business, both businesses again, and then accelerate in 2024. Okay. All right. So you have a pretty good roadmap, uh, you know, where you want to take things. Um, yeah. I want to talk, yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about cloud ID, right? This is something we've talked, you know, I've talked to the company, you know, throughout, I, I'm thinking like how far this goes back, but, um, you know, we used to talk about auth, uh, authorizations for, you know, the initial TV everywhere applications, um, that, that's hardly a term that's even used anymore, you know, to be honest. Um, you know, they're just streaming apps and so forth. Uh, we don't really label it that way. Um, but um, you're also involved with a lot of other types of streaming services that kind of go beyond, you know, the old TV everywhere stuff. But um, uh, but really kind of attaching yourself to this 
notion of cloud ID. And I think the company has put it out there before this, this, I don't know if we'll talk about it maybe being a brand, but kind of a, uh, a technology. So how do you define cloud ID and how is it important, you know, to the company? Yeah. So cloud ID certainly has its roots in content as, as you, as you identified. And I'd say right now we just see a lot of change going on in content. So, you know, we used to live in a world where you would go to a cable operator or, you know, TV operator and you'd get all the, all the, you know, services you needed, you know, somewhere along the line, we, you know, that became disaggregated and we started doing things over the top. You know, we all had all of our different subscription services. Lo and behold, you know, we wake up and we're like, wait a minute, we're paying more now than we used to pay. And it seems like re-aggregating is a thing. Or if I have a subscription, I want to be able to access it from other places. So the, the, the integration of, of content and, and the integration with direct you know, to consumer and streaming app is, I think, as, as relevant or more relevant today you know, than it was in the past. So for us, you know, this remains a core part of our business. Uh, that is growing. We've just added a, you know, a, a major sports league uh, that will probably announce you know, their name uh, next year. Um, you know, it, we've continued with the customers we have. And what, what we find is so many content providers, they may have developed organic solutions, but they lost a lot of the people. They have tech debt. People left during the great resign. Now they might be under cost constraints. So there's nothing better than just having your content connected to Cloud ID. And then any operator that wants to provide access to that content can just do it through us. There's just no faster way to connect or go to market than through Cloud ID. We see that business growing not, um, you know, with additional content providers, additional changes and disruption in the industry and re-aggregation, re- re- re-bundling. And we see the, the opportunity to take this business outside the U.S. like we've done so successfully with Zimbra. Okay, yeah. Now, is most of the, uh, the Cloud ID uh, activity pretty domestically oriented or kind of what's the uh, kind of the breakdown? Because you have some pretty big names on your customer list for that. Right, but we are typically focused on North America. So this is a very much a North American business, um, which is really the opposite of Zimbra. Zimbra is mostly outside the U.S. You know, so we've got some big U.S. customers, but you know, you know, we've we've got millions in the U.S. and tens of millions outside the U.S. You know, Cloud ID is the other way around. Okay, uh, for now. Okay, and you had mentioned um, on the Cloud ID side, uh, yeah, you're going to have a. Announcement coming up with a sports league, right? Um, I know you can't talk a lot of detail, but any any color you can provide on that in terms of the direction of you know where where cloud ID is going to go, right? Because again, you know the origins were you know very pay TV specific, uh, you know, but the that whole world, like you said, is becoming disaggregated. But you kind of do need some sort of aggregation point to make it easier for people to sign in and out, you know, of a lot of these services. Yeah. So I think a lot of what we'll do is direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily reliant there. And some things are kind of a hybrid, you know, so we work with somebody like, you know, a YouTube TV, but, you know, if somebody has a deal with YouTube and can have their content accessible through YouTube. The best way to integrate with YouTube is through us. Connect to us once. And now you can, whoever you cut deals with for distribution, you don't have to reintegrate. You just integrated the cloud ID once. So we actually see a lot more of that going on. So, you know, and there's almost like a network effect. We have so many of these content providers that, you know, if it, it's just, you know, the lowest, 
you know, uh, cost and the fastest way for them to connect as they, as they create bundling deals, uh, access deals is just through cloud ID. So I think what we'll see is more direct to consumer, but a lot of these are just going to be hybrid. I have a subscription, but I can access it through my other service and it already knows who I am. Right. Instead of having to know nine different uh, login credentials, essentially, is that kind of what we're trying to yeah. avoid here? <laughs> yeah, we want, we want to avoid that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's so hard to, you know, we, you know as humans, we're horrible at creating passwords, we're horrible at rem remembering passwords. Right. And if we have to re-authenticate, you know, do we even bother? I mean, I know when I go to a Marriott hotel, um, I can use my, ne you know, they've got Netflix on the TV, but I have to enter my credentials. So I do that exactly never. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I have to look it up. I mean, I, I have to uh, kind of catalog all these different uh, 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 credentials and, and login information. And um, yeah, yeah it, it's impossible to kind of remember all of those, but if you only have to kind of remember one that kind of uh, spans out and covers, you know, a lot of these other uh, subscriptions, you know, that, that, that seems to make a lot of sense, particularly in the kind of we're, we're entering kind of this uh, aggregator of uh, aggregators sort of uh, era, you know, of, uh, of streaming, I guess. You bet. And by the way, for hospitality, they should be using cloud ID too. Oh, there so you go. So there's another, another segment you can tackle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they already know who I am, right? They've got my loyalty information. Right. They already know who I am. Oh, yeah. So, the, you know, can they can they say this is this person that they have a subscription over here? Can I authenticate and authorize them and let them use that service without having to do anything? You know, and then by the way, if they did that, it's just another reason to stay on in their property because all of my channels come with me. Right. Now, what do you think is the... Uh the resistance on that? Is it, uh, well, you know, uh, concerns that, Hey, you know, we're kind of losing, losing some control or some ownership, you know, of, of the situation or, uh, you know, what, what's been kind of the, um, uh, you know, again, kind of the, the resistance on that idea that you have to overcome. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a matter of prioritization. Is this important to them? You know, uh, is it, by the way, is it important to the content provider? So, you know, for example, would Netflix like people to have easier access in, when they're in a hotel to their service? And maybe they feel like they don't have to because people are watching on their phone or their computer. But you know what? If I'm Netflix right now, life is a little different than it was a year or two ago. I want to make my content as sticky and easy to use as possible. So I think that's the thing that's changing is that, you know, the, you know there's, you know, everybody's at, you know, kind of battling each other, you know, to stay relevant, to keep their subscriptions up. And part of that is just to make your, your user experience as good as possible, as frictionless as possible. So maybe, you know, maybe the timing's better to start thinking about those things now than, you know, it was a couple years ago when no matter what you did, you were just growing. Right. Yeah. And uh, I thought, you know, the other thing with uh, Cloud Idea I was thinking about is, uh, you know, again, you're talking about the sports leagues and a lot of uh, focus on direct-to-consumer and trying to make that a, a uh, global business, but still a lot of what we're talking about has to do with, uh, with video, right. And video oriented services. Cause I assume even on the, the sports league idea is probably some sort of direct to consumer premium, uh, service related to, uh, the sports league, but are there other aspects of 
kind of the subscription business that you know Cloud ID could apply to uh, that that kind of handles um, you know the, the same problem you know of having to memorize yeah. a, a million <laughs> logins for all the different services right. we we have you know. So first of all, we're uh, we're not you know uh, when I think of content, I can think of uh, I'm going to answer this in two different ways. First of all, we have we have customers that are audio only, you know, and then by by the way, that brings up a whole other set of devices. You know, in the in the in the TV world, you might have smart TVs. In the audio world, it might it might do I access my subscription through Alexa, through Google Home, through a Sonos smart speaker. You know, so, the, the, and, and by the way, how many people in my family are, are allowed to use that same login? And do I have concurrency limits? You know, so there's all these nuances of consumer identity access management that are very, you know, that are totally different than the enterprise world, right? Enterprise, you're not going to get on through Alexa, you know, and it's one person equals one identity. This is very different. And a lot of what we do is actually federating identity where there may be underlying identity systems, but we just give, you know, uh, you know, we master federate, you know, one identity so it can access all the underlying identity systems. So if I go to that sports example, what if you just made it easy for somebody, no matter what they wanted to do, to have the same credential? Um, I want to buy tickets. I want to go to the fan store. I want to just go, you know, to their their site where I can get, you know, updates and change my preferences on email updates or text updates on scores or something. Oh, I actually want to watch the content. There's a whole bunch of things one does through a life cycle. And the, the easier you can make that and not make it like it's all disjointed systems, you're probably gonna have a better fan experience and, and you could create more loyalty. And you're again, making uh, reducing friction for people to consume, you know, the, the, the products and services you offer. Right. So you're kind of uh, putting an umbrella, you know, over all of those versus having to silo uh, specific things for like a ticket or I want some apparel or whatever related to the league or uh, a team or so forth. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, you know, just, again, just, just makes things easier. You know, this is, I think when you think of consumer identity, you know, the name of the game is how do you keep it secure? But how do you make it, you know, how do you provide the best user experience and enforce the policies of the content owner or, you know, the, 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 the content provider? Okay. Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Cloud ID kind of becoming a brand, I guess, maybe something more prominent um, within the company of Cinecore, because before we was, I was, uh, we were initially having some discussions about having uh, this talk, uh, there's a website that, that promotes that, that you put up that, uh, that really promotes cloud ID kind of as a brand. And, uh, so how does cloud ID then as a brand fit into the future of Cinecore? And I guess attached to that, what does that mean for the future of the, the name, you know, Cinecore? Is it going to continue on, right? Cause cloud ID is a brand, Zimbra, is a brand, you know, Cinecore is a much different company than it was two years ago. Yeah, so we're really not promoting the Cinecore name or brand in the way we used to. Now, now before it was a public company, we wanted to, you, you obviously needed to get it out there for investor relations purposes. We don't have that requirement. Zimbra is a very established brand, has great brand loyalty and recognition. So, you know, Zimbra is out, you know, it's, it's, it's used by hundreds of millions of people being an open source product. So, we, you know, when people come to the Cinecore page, it's really just trying to steer you to which product you're interested. 
you know, click here and go to the Zimbra site, click here and go to the cloud ID site. And that's different than the past. We want to establish cloud ID as a recognizable brand uh, with recognition and brand equity and value, just like we've done with Zimbra, because in the end, these will probably be two different companies. Cinecore won't be around and there will be a cloud ID company. There will be a Zimbra company because remember, we were acquired by a private equity firm. Their initial thesis was these parts are probably more valuable than to, you know, separately than together, which is why we sold off one unit. We have two units. I've separated them from a product sales and engineering perspective. And someday those price split into two different companies with one being called cloud ID, one being called, you know, Zimbra, you know, or, you know, depending where we end up, maybe it's, you know, part of a bigger company, but that's really the long-term plan. And that's why we're promoting cloud ID as a standalone product and, and, and eventually company. And I think Zimbra is largely already positioned in that manner. So there's no requirement for me to kind of say, you know, you know, wave the Cinecore flag. I'm, I'm into waving the product flags. I see. And as far as uh, any sort of more formalized, you know, kind of split off um, beyond, you know, brand and engineering and, and, and the aspects that you talked about, is there, um, is this right now kind of an idea that uh, is being explored or is there kind of a formal uh, path, you know, to, to achieve that? Yeah, it's 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 really kind of the strategy over the you know over the you know call it the medium term because we are owned by a private equity firm, and so private equity firms are owners you know at a point in time <laughs> yeah. right they're not long term owners of the business unless you're in a what they call a perpetual or evergreen fund. We're in a traditional fund, so they'll own us for a period of time while we make these changes and transformations, and they re, you know get their value. So, you know the companies are you know you know great products, but the, the focus is products which may become, you know, companies as, you know, as opposed to, uh, you know, the umbrella company and, and, you know, promoting that. So, you know, nothing imminent, um, you know, the key through all this is do the right things for customers, great roadmap, great execution. And, you know, we just might have a different, you know, economic owner sometime in the future Okay, and they could be different. Okay. Well, great. I will, now that I have my bearings and, uh, <laughs> Uh, after, you know, it's probably, like I said, it's been probably at least a year, you know, since uh, I've had a chance to kind of dig into where Cinecore was and now is. So, um, again, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Look forward to staying in touch on that. But I think that's where we're going to leave it for today, Mark. So, uh, again, thanks for joining the podcast and getting us caught up on uh, Cinecore, but all things Cloud ID and also Zimbra. Thank you very much. I appreciate it and look forward to talking with you again. All right. Thanks.